Spirit of God. Father, have your way, Lord. Do a new thing this morning. Send forth your word. Let your word bring healing. Let your word bring deliverance. Let your word change lives this morning. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord praise and take your seat. Amen. So we've been talking on the weapons of our warfare. I want to thank all of you who stood in the gap. I want to thank Pastor Kevin. Last Sunday, Mommy and I had to rush to the UK. So we worshipped with you online. And watching Pastor Kevin preached was, was such a powerful dimension to the series. Amen. Amen. Weapons of our warfare, part four. I want to look at a picture on the screen right now. There's a picture of a footwear on the screen. How many of you remember this footwear? Amen. How many of you remember this footwear? Okay, okay, raise your hands if you 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 were born long ago. So so most of you don't remember it because you were born yesterday. Yeah, in, in Ghana it was called Achimota Sanders. In Nigeria it was called what? Container. Nigerians can name things. Why is this called container? Eh? Fortina. Okay, no problems. Yeah, he had a name. When we were growing up, some people came to school barefooted or with very tattered shoes, convoluted and dilapidated sandals. But if you had Ashimota sandals, I remember the first time I wore Ashimota sandals. Hey, very confident. And Ashimota sandals can take you throughout your whole school. So your parents will usually buy a bigger one, bigger than your foot. Then they will put some racks inside. So as you grow, you grow into it. You grow into it. You can, dude, you can start school and finish school with Ashimota sandals. And those who didn't have Ashimota sandals were always like that. They felt very inferior, you know. And they always had sores on their toes. Because you, you would, you have a big toe, you will stumble, and your foot will get hurt. But Ashimota Sanders was strong and powerful, give us stability. We could run with Ashimota Sanders, we could play football with Ashimota Sanders, or we could do a lot of things with Ashimota Sanders. There you saw the importance of having a sandal. And that's why this morning, I'm speaking to you on the shoes of the gospel of peace. The shoes of the gospel of peace. Amen. So imagine my Ashimota Sanders story. First time I was bought Ashimota Sanders. And we used to use some red. It was called Sudi, eh? To, to, to clean it. And when you polish it and you wear it. The guests will like you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With Achimota Sanders, no girl liked you. You needed to put on Achimota Sanders. Okay. Now, as part of our series on the weapons of our warfare, we are looking at 
the full armor of God. And we have looked at the breastplate of righteousness, which Pastor Kevin excellently looked at, and other things. Today, we are looking at the shoes of the gospel of peace. Our scripture has been Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand. You can see stand is highlighted here in a different color. Against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand. You see, understand? Both stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand, understand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet, fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Our emphasis today is on the verse 15. So let me focus on verse 15 today. So throughout these verses of scripture, we see how the writer places emphasis on standing. On standing. And standing appears four times. Four times in these verses of scripture. Amazing. Now, but when you look at the whole armor of God, if you look at the whole armor of God, can we please go to slide 11? If we look at the whole armor of God, the Roman soldier and the armor of the Roman soldier. Number one is the belt of truth. Number two is the breastplate of righteousness. Number three is the gospel of peace, which we are talking about today. Number four, the shield of faith. Number five, the helmet of salvation. And number six, the sword of the spirit. If you look at it critically, you will see that the only aspect of the, of the armor that enables standing is the shoes of the gospel of peace. And you can get from the understanding of the writer that the main aim of the writer is to encourage you to stand. Because nobody wins a battle lying down. And that was why the word stand appeared a lot in the writer's writings. Stand firm, stand on your ground, stand against the schemes of the enemy, and when you have done everything, stand. The idea here is that there is the armor of God 
enables you to stand in your faith so that you don't fall. You don't fall as a Christian. So there are, there are many of you here, you have this very strong desire to be a strong Christian, to be a holy Christian, to love the Lord. Now, no Christian here intentionally falls, intentionally sings against the Lord. So in our Christian language, parlance, when we say you are falling, it means you have sinned against the Lord. Nobody here. If you don't love the Lord, you won't be here today. If you don't want to truly commit yourself to standing for the Lord and serving the Lord, you won't be here today. The fact that you are here today tells me one thing about you. You truly love the Lord. Am I describing you? You truly love the Lord. You could have been somewhere else. You could have been somewhere else. My big sister only one time says, said to me that when she was an unbeliever and was not going to church, on Sunday mornings, she stands in the mirror, she stands at the window of our, house, of our room and will look on the street, but we have no walls in our, on our, in our house, to look at the street and see people going to church and she will start crying. So there are even people today who are not here, who are not seated here with us. But at home, crying right now that I wish I could go to church. So the fact that you are here tells me that you love the Lord. How many lovers of Christ are here? But I also know that you are struggling to really maintain that love. And to really stand for the Lord. And to really be a strong, powerful Christian. You want to be able to sing in the choir like others are singing. You want to be able to serve in the department like others are doing. And you keep asking yourself, why am I not able to just love the Lord and serve him and express my love to him? I want to show you how you can do it. It's not going to be easy. But successful people don't do easy things. They do the difficult things nobody wants to do. I have never seen a successful person who did the easiest things that people do. They chose what nobody wanted to do and they did it. So what I'm going to tell you, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. But the Holy Ghost will enable you to do it. You are the next great Christian coming out of this church. There is a bishop sitting down in this congregation. Are you here? Your Christian life will get better after today. You will be a good Christian after today. You will serve the Lord after today. You will fast and pray after today. The desire to serve the Lord and to love you will be created in your heart today. Amen. Tell somebody, tell the person, I am a champion Christian. And today, I'm going to take both steps. To serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. So Paul goes on to talk about the Roman soldier's shoes. And how they enable standing. So you can see the shoes. Now the Roman soldier's shoe. 
was made with leather. And you see this, like you think was, but it was specifically designed to achieve a certain aim. And when the Roman soldier wears this thing for battle, it gives the soldier some amount of advantage. And I will show you. But before they look at this, number one, the Bible commands us to stand against the schemes of the enemy. What are the schemes of the enemy? You see, the devil has been disarmed by Christ. When Christ died, the devil was disarmed. Now let me show you how powerful armies lose wars against small armies. You know Russia is in Ukraine now. All of us thought that Russia was going to just finish Ukraine in one week. But they are still struggling to actually conquer Ukraine. America went to the Gulf in the, in the, in the 90s, eh? They went to the Gulf in the 90s or late 80s or early 90s. They were in the Gulf. And we thought that, oh, they were going to finish the Iraq in days. The war is still going on. Even though they said they have finished the war, it's still going on. You know what the Iraqis did? Instead of facing them boot for boot, gun for gun, bomb for bomb, they realized that they, these guys... The Americans were too armed. So they went into guerrilla warfare. You don't see the enemy. They just show up and blast you. They will put bombs, plant bombs. So, so they devised their own schemes. They became schemers. When you are going to war and your enemy does not have good weapons, don't underestimate that enemy. Look at David and Goliath. The downfall of Goliath was because he despised David. He said, are you coming? Am I a dog that you are coming against me with sticks and stones? But David had a small weapon, but yet one. The devil is not using the kind of weapon you think the devil is going to use against. He's using tricks and craftiness to fight against you. And the Bible says that when you put on the shoes of the gospel of peace, it will help you stand against the devil's craftiness. May the next trap of the devil against you backfire. Oh, some of us, eh, what the devil is working against us, eh, you don't even see it. But today, God will, um, will, will reveal that to you. God will expose your enemies to you. I, I will show you how, how you can stand up against the devil's schemes. Any human being that is the planting of the devil aimed at causing you to fall, causing you pain. Today, your father, your spiritual father, I make a decree over you. May that person be exposed. Now, it goes on to say that we should stand our ground. We should not give up. We should stand our grounds. We should not give up. And I will show you a story very soon. And then three, stand doing everything. Don't, don't sit doing something for the Lord. Stand. Do everything for the Lord. 
And then number four, God commands us to stand firm. Commands us to stand firm. Now I want to show you, David had some men that they called the mighty men. They were 30. 30 mighty men. But among the 30 mighty men were three mightier men. Now these men were more mighty than David. They were mightier than David. I'm telling you, the 30 men were mightier than David. And then among the 30 men were three mightier men. They were dangerous men. In fact, there were even some people who came from Gadites, a guard. We were called the Gadites, who went to David. They were not among the mighty men. But you see, the way they describe them, the Bible says that their faces were like the faces of lions. Yeah, yeah, men. Men with faces like the faces of lions. They, <laughs> they, were, they were serious men for battle. We don't have those people in church today. Pastors need men in church who are mightier than their pastors. Today, when you raise your sons to be mightier than you, they will either despise you or break away from your church and form their own church. But you raise them and you put in them things that can make them mightier than you so that they can move the church to the next level. But they will get congregation members like you who will go to and say, ah, you preach better than daddy. You are more anointed than daddy. What are you doing in this church? But David had men that were mightier than him. In fact, most of the wars David won, they did not go to the war. They went, these guys went to the war. David did not go. They conquered cities and named them after David. Yeah, yeah. We need those faithful men in church. How many mighty men are here? How many mighty men are here? Oh, if you lift up your hands, I release that oil of mighty men upon you. May you carry the same oil that these mighty men have. I pray that let God raise mighty men in this church. Men with power, men with anointing, men with a genuine heart to serve the Lord. May you be among those men. I believe that God is preparing an army in the Pleasant Place Church. It's the reason why I'm doing this series. And you are part of the army. And you are going to be mightier than me. You are, you are going to be 10 times better than me. You are going to carry an oil, an unusual anointing. I pray that upon you. Now, let me read a story about some of these men. 2 Samuel 23, from the verse 8 to 12. We'll take communion, so I'll close you soon. Now, these are the names of David's mighty warriors. Joseph, didn't cause I want to be more. Joseph, Bashebeth. I should have practiced before coming. A taco, a takemonite, chief of the tray. Chief of the tray. He raised his spear against eight hundred men, whom he killed in one encounter. With a spear, though. With a spear, 800 men. David didn't do that. With a spear, one man with a spear, 800 men, he killed them. One man. Eight, as I, I'm saying that it's only in the church that mighty men want to bring their fathers down. It's only in the church that you raise mighty men. 
and they want to bring you down. I want Kevin to be mightier than me. But I want Kevin to be mightier than me because I want him to continue and take what I'm doing to the next level. I, I want him to take over what I'm doing and move it to the next level. That's the whole thing. These guys, these guys, these guys, they could have started their own countries. They could have created their own kingdoms. One man killed 800 men in one encounter. It's not like we have fought today, I killed 50. Tomorrow you come, then we fought, and then I killed 50. And then the next time you come, then after one month, he killed 800. No, one encounter. One encounter. One encounter, 800 men. Okay, next to him was Eliza, son of Dodai, the Ahohite, as one of the three mighty warriors. Now here, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines gathered at Pass Damien for battle. Then the Israelites retreated. In other words, they ran. But Eliza, no, here it is, stood his ground. See, the standards come here again. Stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. The true returned to Eliza, but only to strip the dead. The man stood his ground and fought that day when everybody was running away. He stood his ground. He fought and his hand froze to his sword. I want a prayer warrior that can stand up in the middle of the night and say, I am standing for the church. I am standing for the bishop. I am standing for my family. I am not retreating like others. I am praying until, until I sense in my spirit that my hands are frozen to the sword of the spirit. One man killed 800 men one day and you think it was over. Then another man comes out and everybody was running away. But God always seeks for one man. And the man stood on his ground. Stood on his ground. I am not retreating. You remember the movie we used to watch? No retreat, no surrender. Kababaya. I pray that anointed upon you. I pray that anointed upon you. Your family needs someone who will not retreat. Someone who will stand up and wage battles. Someone who will stand up and wage battles. You are too soft. You give up too early. You retreat too early. You let things go. You let the devil have his way too much. You allow problems to stay with you for too long. You talk too much than you pray. You gossip too much than you pray. You complain too much than you pray. Listen, the people you complain about are progressing. You are retrogressing. Stop talking and stop praying. If the natural is not working, switch to the supernatural. Some all these were teaming, were coming, were bombing, why me saying, and I saw in the mean yesterday. Get up and pray. Stand up and pray. Kabela Bo Shambaya. Kaluman di behind Alabaya. A light bakatoya. Kaluman di beka 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 Look for the scripture that talks about the Gadites. 
Kabadum and Dilibihanda. Taliban Dilibihonda Labaya. Kalabon Dilibihanda. Next to him was Shama, son of Agi, the Hararite. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field of full of lentils, Israel's troops fled from them. But you see, this is what made them mightier. Where people run away is where they stand. I, I'm telling you that. I'm telling you, successful people do the difficult things nobody wants to do. If you wanted soft things, there won't be pastors. Like they won't be pastors. Mommy and I travel for just one week. We worked, 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 worked. Immediately we landed on Wednesday, Thursday morning. I was in the office. Mommy was yesterday. The whole of so so I went to mommy's room in the morning. She said, since two I haven't slept. She said, since one, we two haven't slept. Praying. We, we don't do the easy things. We do the difficult things. We don't do the easy things. We do the difficult things. That will what will set you what will set you apart. Don't come into a church and look for people who are complaining and talking and murmuring and casting down things. Listen. You don't have time for people who are retreating. You don't have time for people who are running away. Everybody running, something is chasing the person. If that thing is not chasing you, don't join in the run. No, no, don't go there first. I'll come, uh, go, go back to my destiny. I'll come. Now, now next to him was Shama, son of Adi, the Harata, the Hara, right? When the Philistines banded together at the place where there was a field full of lentils, Israel's troops fled from them. But Shama took his stand in the middle of the field. Shama took his stand in the middle of the field. Everybody was running. But Shama took his stand. I want a man that can take his stand. I want a woman that can take a stand. I want somebody that can take a stand and say, I am not running. I am ready to fight. I'm ready to battle. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to battle. I am not running away. What my fathers ran away from, I am not running away. What my mothers ran away from, I am not running away. I want to take my stand. I want to take my stand. I want to take my stand and fight. But Shama took his stand in the middle of the field and defended it and struck down the Philistines and struck the Philistines down. And the Lord brought about a great victory. Before the end of this year, May God bring about a great victory. Don't give up because the year is ending. Stand up and fight. Stand up and fight. Stand up and fight. Stand up and fight. Don't give up because the year is ending. Can I see the congregation on their feet right now? You want to stand in the gap right now for your family. You want to pray for something to happen before the end of this year. You want to pray. You want to ask the Lord, Father, let something happen before the end of this year. I don't know what you are looking for. I don't know what your family is looking for. But if you lift up your voice now, if you lift up your voice now, something will happen. 
begin to pray right now. Lift up your voice. Stand in the gap. Stand in the middle. Don't go. Let them retreat. But stand. Lift up your voice and pray. Stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. Don't give up. Before the end of this year, something will happen. Something will happen to you. Something will happen to your family. Something will happen to this church. Lift up your voice and pray. your family is depending on you but you are not a soldier enough your generation is depending on you but you are not a soldier enough you love too much luxury you love too much comfort these men didn't love comfort these men didn't love luxury they stood in the gap and God used them. God is always looking for one person to bring about a great victory. Say, Lord, I am ready. Say, Lord, I am ready. Say, Lord, I am ready. Say, Lord, use me. Lord, use me. In my generation, use me, Lord. warfare to be able to stand like this man stood you need to put on the shoes of the gospel of peace you need to have the roman soldier shoe now before i go to show you and then we close go to the goddess scripture let me show you something please i beg you just keep standing small I'll show, I'll show, unless you have a medical reason to sit if you have a medical reason to sit just sit but i'll, I'll show you something now some godites Defected to David as a stronghold in the desert. You see, men that come to you in your desert time, you should trust them. David was in his desert. 
And these men came. Now, they did not come to take. They came to give. The church is looking for men like this. They were brave warriors. And I believe those men are here. Say, man of God, you are talking about me. You are not talking like a soldier. You are, talk, you are talking like a fire service person. You are talking like an immigration officer. You are talking like a police officer. You are a soldier. Say, man of God. You are talking about me. See, some God I defeated to David at a stronghold in the desert. They were brave warriors. They were brave warriors. Ready for battle and able to handle the shield and the spear. Ready for battle. Let me tell you something. One of the reasons why the Israelites traveled for a long distance. The, there was a shorter distance. Instead of traveling for 40 years, they could have traveled for 11 days. But the Bible said that when God saw that they were not ready for battle, he did not use them to pass through the shortcut. If you are not ready for battle, you, you stay in the desert for a long time. Every problem around you is still there because you have tolerated it. You are not ready for battle. No, no. They were brave warriors, ready for battle, and able to handle the, sword, the shield and spear. Their faces were like the faces of lions. My sister, who have too much? Who have too much? You mean to be you you are, too, you are too careful about the way you look. Even to dance before the Lord. Even to dance before the Lord. You want to be, you want to be nice about it. You are too nice. Since the days of John the Baptist. Since the days of John the Baptist. I mean, you are too nice. You are too nice. Soldiers are not nice people. Ragged, ragged. This, their faces were like the faces of lions. And they were as swift as gazelles on the, on the mountains. The men that came to David. Go to Vestal, let me see. This man came to David. Isa was the chief. Obadiah, the second in command. Eliam, the third. Ah, go, go. You think David achieved all this? Miss Mahat, Mana, the fourth. Jeremiah, the fifth. Go. Atai, the sixth. Iliad, the seventh. Jonathan, the eighth. Elzabad, the ninth. Jeremiah, the tenth. And Maka, Mabad, nine, the eleventh. The gathers were army commanders. The least, listen, the least was a match for a hundred and the greatest a match for a thousand. <laughs> one auntie, one auntie who is a witch in the family. And auntie, what to have a trunk cry? The least was a match for a hundred. The least crowd, you don't need to cry. You don't cry. You don't hundred witches who would deal with them. You, even your auntie, who is not a witch, who is not a witch yet, by a fetish priest, even that one, you are afraid to shake your hands. Now, yesterday was it yesterday or um, 
uh, no, on Friday, I went to look at some property somewhere. And, and you see, the property, a big place, and a man had been given a small place to stay. When we were leaving, the man just came. He was a wizard, top wizard. When I saw, I said, top wizard. You knew it, eh? Top wizard. And then amongst all the people, he left everybody and came to shake my hands. When he shook my hands, the Lord said, he tried to pass something to you. But I reversed it. The Lord said, the next time you see him, you'll be paralyzed. <laughs> he bypassed everybody. We don't know where he came from. When he came from the bush, he just appeared and walked. We were a number of people. Walked past everybody. Figure you were there. You were mommy. Walked past everybody and came to shake my hands. He knew that I'm, because his ancestors have been on that land. And nobody has been able to get them. And he knows I have come. And I want to build something for the Lord. On, in that place. I want to build something for the Lord in that place. Then the man came and just shook my hands. And I knew what he wanted to do. But I said, me, 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 me. I'm a match for a thousand. Hey! 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 Right now, eh? You are walking to your father's house. You are walking to your mother's house. You are a match for a thousand. Lift up your voice, begin to pray. Lift up your voice, begin to pray. the Lord sent an angel to stand on my right hand and the angel whispered to me and said declare, declare three days of great and mighty things so tomorrow tomorrow Monday Tuesday and Wednesday we are fasting, we are praying. We are fasting, we are praying. We are fasting and we are praying. Great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. But I came with an announcement for November. But the Lord, the team for November, the Lord said, no. Make November a month of great and mighty things. So, listen. Tomorrow is the last day of this month. Tuesday is the first day of November. So you are starting a day before. You are declaring that November is your month of great and mighty things. Okay? Call on me and I will show you great and mighty things. Three days, great and mighty things, fasting and prayer. Every evening we are meeting to pray. Every evening we are meeting to pray. Don't, don't eat. Those of you who can go three days without eating, go. Those of you who can. 
dry, too dry. I'll continue this sermon next week. But, but this is what the Lord is saying. Your father's house is in trouble. In the month of November, the least amongst us will be a match for a hundred. The greatest a match for a thousand. Kabaish! Kalebehesh! We are looking for commanders. Say this were command this. You see, your family, eh, you should be the commander in charge of your family. The commander in charge of your family. In other words, if you're a commander, it means you can command. In these three days of great and mighty things, may the Lord raise commanders for us. Verse 15. It was they who crossed the Jordan in the first month when it was overflowing all its banks. And they put to flight everyone living in the valleys to the east and to the west. The Jordan was overflowing. They had no boat, nothing. Overflowing Jordan. They walked through it. Their body could even withstand the strength of a stream. The strength of flowing water. He couldn't move them. He couldn't move them. But you know what? A soldier's shoe gives him stability. Next Sunday, I'll tell you about the soldier's shoe. Having finished. Gives him stability. A soldier's shoe gives him stability. They were wearing their shoes. The waters could not move them. These are army commanders. Army commanders. Army commanders. Army commanders. Please, you have been around too long. Your rank is too low. Come on, be a commander. Be a commander. Lift up your voice. Pray the next five minutes. You are entering your father's house again. You are 40,000 people. Lift up your voice and pray.